A good day and welcome to episode 47 of the Omer Gaming Podcast. I am one of your hosts, Manny, and as always, I'm here with Steve, and we're joined by the precious himself, Ian, from the OK Beast crew. What's going on, Ian? Thanks for being here, man. Thank you guys for having me. Yeah, of course. Uh, as context, I met Ian at PAX West, and we had a really good time. I think we first crossed paths at the What's Good Games meetup, um, and it kind of set the tone, if you will, for the rest of the weekend. Uh, we just kept on meeting up at different places and bars and events, and it was a great time. I yeah. miss it. I miss PAX so much. I feel like our friendship and the way that we met is like totally indicative of meeting i guess like peers in i guess the industry because i met you met caleb and i met like your whole group of people together and we were all sitting down yeah. and i was like hey take my number we're gonna hang out again and you were immediately like yeah okay we'll hang out again i texted you 12 hours from from that time exactly and i was like hey where are you guys come to where i'm at and then yeah. you guys came from where you guys were we hung out later on that saturday at uh a party where Greg Miller was at and we were hanging out with those guys. And then some yeah. actor from Friday night lights just walked in or something. That was <laughs> yeah. weird. I didn't know how to react to that. Cause I don't watch the show, but there was like, just a bunch of industry people there hanging out, drinking. Yeah. We were drinking paint can. And I feel like that, I don't know. That just was an awesome weekend. I'm totally with you that that yeah. is a good feel. Yeah. So the Friday night lights dude is also like a voice actor in, I forget what games, but Batman? he does. I think, Maybe. He does, I think he does Dick Grayson in some Batman game. That that might be it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he was originally on Friday Night Lights as well. And um, then I think the voice actress for Chie from Persona 4 was there. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was, was, it was and random. There was like a really lovely outdoor, like, firelit area. Shout out to Rihanna. That was great. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's the context. And that's the show. Thanks for listening. No. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, that was a really great time. We We want to hear more about OKB. And, you know, what you guys are working on in a little bit. So I'm excited to uh, to hear more from that. Steve, hello. How are hello. You? I'm good. You're still special to me. I know. I know. I know. Okay, I'm, I, I might not be the precious, but I have a special <laughs> oh, place gosh. in your heart. It's true. It's true. Um, usually we do have our third man, Matt, but he is, what does he have, like a work thing? But uh, anyways, we're happy that you're with us. So for this episode, we got a lot of exciting things to talk about, just like we always do the topic for today's podcast is online game services and what makes them good or what makes them bad. So we're going to be talking a little bit about Nintendo and their new offering for the Switch. Um, we're going to talk about some of the things we like, maybe some things we don't like, and just sort of overall what makes online offerings good. And then we're also going to kick the show off with a little round of Guess That Game, oh, which, is a, which is a new game that we're going to introduce Ian to. But before we even get to that, it's time for some housekeeping. First up on housekeeping, please follow us on social media. We are at Ombra underscore gaming on Twitter and at Ombra gaming on Instagram. You can keep up with all of our latest on social media. So check us out there. And you can also check us out at twitch.tv slash Ombra underscore gaming, where we stream almost every single day of the damn week on a variety of platforms. So uh, we have a lot of fun there. What, do, what have you been streaming lately, Steve? Like Spider-Man? Yeah, I just streamed Spider-Man, Spider-Man last night. I'll be doing that every Wednesday. Because cool. I started a new save and I got sucked right back into it. I might just 100% it again just for the hell of it, you know? Are you going to 200% it? <laughs> just going to 200% it. And then when New Game Plus comes out, I'll probably, you know, 300% it. I've been streaming some Doom. I know we're doing some Overwatch as always. So we got a lot of fun things going on uh, on Twitch. So check us out there as well. And I'll tell you what, if you like what you're hearing and if you like all of our content, you can check all of it out at ombregaming.com where all of our articles, all of our reviews all of our videos and podcast episodes exist, so check us out there. It would be really cool if you came by. And if you like everything you're seeing 
on the website and you want to help us grow, you can go ahead and do that at patreon.com slash gaming, where every single dollar goes right back into the show and makes us the very best podcast we can possibly be. We have an amazing group of supporters, and this is the last episode of the month, so at the end of the episode, we will be doing a Patreon shout-out to all of our supporters there, because we fucking love them. And of course, as always, this episode is brought to you by Nerdiest Brands. Nerdiest Brands is a fantastic website that features products from designers and vendors all over the world, no matter their nerdy fandom. So if you want to grab some rad nerdy gear, head over to Nerdiest Brands. That's N-E-R-D-I-O-U-S brands.com. And of course, thank you to them for sponsoring the show. Let's get it started. Ian, tell us a little bit about you, a little bit about OK Beast. What, who are you and why are you here? That is, wow. You know what? That's a wonderful question. <laughs> Aside from the fact that I was like, please be here. <laughs> and the response to that was, of course I'll be here. That's why right. I'm here. Um, no, so I guess a little bit about me. Um, I don't know. What's like interesting about me? Anime guy. I am an anime dude. I do a podcast called the A Plus Anime Podcast with a, right. my Australian friend, Nato Johnston. Uh, we do a bunch of stuff on there. We talk about, um, well, actually, I'm glad you brought that up because that's one of my favorite things that we do actually over at OK Beast. Because the thing is, for context for that show, is I used to live in Japan. I lived there for two and a half years. I was an English teacher for kindergartners. And while I was there, I met a bunch of people uh, via Twitter and via whatever that really wanted to get into anime. And of course, they went to me. They're like, hey, you have to be a weeb. You have to love anime. You live in Japan, right? Yeah. And I was like, yeah. And they're like, okay, give me a list of what I should watch. And, I, and then the conversations would flow, and I would ask them certain questions, and then I would give them a list. And that list eventually became the, I guess, like the main document for A Plus Anime, where it's you can yeah. come to every episode of A Plus Anime and not know anything about anime, not know anything about the show, not know anything about anything, and be able to be entertained and be able to kind of understand a little bit more about anime in general. So the, the thing that I always say is that it's an anime podcast for my mom. That's one day, <laughs> if she ever wants to learn about anime, yeah. there's like a whole big list out there for her. That's rad. Yeah. That's like a good on-ramp to anime because I feel like the world of anime can be intimidating for people who like aren't used to it or who don't consume that media very much. A hundred percent. And that so was kind rad. of the impetus of it is that like I had so many friends be like, wait, this new anime came out on Netflix this is really cool. I want to know more about anime. Yeah. And I was like, okay, cool. Like, what's the name of the show? What's the genre? Like, do you like this art director and stuff like that? I went to design school. So like I'm very much focused on the like design of the narratives and the design of the characters and then nato mm. he's a massive he like watches every anime so he is almost like my encyclopedia for like oh this anime is very similar to this other random anime that even i've never heard of yeah um, so that's kind of the dynamic that we have and we're both just goofy boys that talk about whatever we want to one of the lessons that i've taken away from anime is to not watch Devilman crybaby on my phone on a public train <laughs> okay so I also had to learn that lesson because I was going on vacation with my then girlfriend, now wife, um, and we were on the plane to Korea and there's a Korean family next to me and my wife, her sister, and then her sister's best friend are in the other aisle. So I have no one that I know around me. Yeah. I'm watching it on my phone and this Korean lady, no joke, turns to me, looks at me in disgust and I was like, what? And I looked down at my phone and there's just like blood everywhere. Yeah. There's like a very <laughs> yeah. hyper-violent scene and I looked over and I was like, Okay, I get it. You're like, like, I get it. I'm going to get off this train now. Yeah. And it was very, <laughs> very interesting. Yeah, I first got into it, like, I was on a train back from New York. Uh, I was on a work trip to New York, and I was watching it on my way back. And I didn't know how, like, intensely sexual and violent it was uh, until everybody in my aisle knew it. So 
Well, that's very cool. So tell us a little bit more about OKB's sort of overall, like what, um, you know, I listen to the episodes. I love the website. I love the content you guys produce. But for those that are unfamiliar, give us the uh, the quick and dirty for it. So we do video games. We do opin- like op-eds. We do articles. We do videos. We do interviews. You know, all the good stuff that you guys over here at Ombra do. We also do over at OK Beast. Um, but yeah, um, recently we've been doing every Friday. We put out a video essay talking about like a deep dive on a certain topic. Um, we were talking about Devilman Crybaby crybaby earlier and one of the earlier episodes that i did was a deep dive on Devilman crybaby why i think it's important why i think it's a good show yeah and then we also have this series going on right now called leaderboard where a bunch of the other guys on the i guess network or shows or whatever are uh ranking certain aspects of certain games like i think there was yep. one episode where it was like best ice level and then best final boss and best environment yeah. or whatever um, yeah so i think the most right recent now. episode was best final boss correct Mm-hmm. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Very cool, man. Well, yeah, yeah. Huge fan. And I'm happy that you're here so you can share some of that OK Beast goodness with us. And where can people find you? If they want to check out OK Beast, if they want to check out A Plus Anime, where's the best place to go? If you want to follow OK Beast, you can follow us on Twitter at OK Beast now. Uh, and then if you want to follow me, um, I am at Ian Why Not. Uh, if you want to do A Plus Anime, we don't have a individual Twitter for it, but all the posts you can find for A Plus Anime will be on the OKB's Twitter. But Sweet. if you if you are curious about stuff that I do, I recently started doing a music video series on my channel, or I'm on my, my channel, my uh, Twitter, uh, because I'm a video editor in my off time. Uh, so yeah. I've been doing these little video series. I think I'm on five. So if you're curious about that, if you like music videos, check it out. Sweet. Well, again, happy that you're here, dude. Thanks for being on the show. Thanks for having me. Let's get it started. Steve, let's put him through the ringer. It's time for Guess That Game. So in the first half of the show, we usually do like a fun game. Um, we have one called Pass the Sticks, where we talk about the games we've been playing recently. We have Who Said It, where we go through different quotes and try to figure out you know, what video game character said the quote. Um, and so this one is one of our favorites. It's called Guess the Game. Uh, so we're going to give you descriptions of games, but they're going to be like one to two sentence obscure descriptors. It's going to take a little bit of thinking. It's not going to be totally clear, but uh, hopefully with five, hopefully you break at three. Hopefully you can get at least three and then, you you know, you round up from there. I'm very scared, boys. I'm, this is one of the reasons why I'm not on leaderboard is because I'm not <laughs> good at remembering what games are. <laughs> oh, no. All right. Well, Steve, why don't you start? Oh, and so the way we usually do it is you get three yes or no questions per descriptor. Cool. Okay, I'm going to do my best. All right, Steve, why don't you go first? An undercover DEA agent seeking vengeance really enjoys slow motion. Oh, Max Payne. You nailed it. Wow. Okay. Money. Yeah, that was good. Okay. I'm sweating here. Sorry. <laughs> I mean, you're off to a great start. Okay, this is mine. Time travel and battling demons is a normal part of this mailman's day. Mailman? Mailman? I know it. <laughs> is it... Time travel and demons, part of this normal. Oh no! Is it that game? What was that old arcade game? Is it Paperboy? <laughs> it is not. <laughs> it is I not never saw Paper the Boy. final levels. I don't know. You never know what can happen. Paperboy got real dark about halfway through. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's me, not Paperboy. Th- okay, the mailman thing is tripping me up. Remember, you get three questions. You, yeah, you get three yes or no questions, um, and it, it you know. It's not always necessarily literal. Is is this going to always be a console game throughout this, or um, they, they can be games from across platforms? Anything? Okay, I was like, are you going to ask me? Is 
is there a time crisis character that's a mailman i'm like is that like the arcade machine time right. crisis right. all right well I'll, I'll say this at least none of my games are on arcade cabinets. okay 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 um so it's not an arcade cabinet time travel demons mailman so it's not it's not time crisis I have, I have no idea. What questions are even good questions? <laughs> you can think about, like, when the game came out, ah, um, okay. what systems a, they might be one. on. What genre is it? Yep. Time channel. Uh, is it an RPG? It is not an RPG. Is it from the PS4 generation? It is from the current generation. So it's current gen. Is it a shooting game? It is not a shooting game. Not a shooter. Okay. So I was going to be like, is this some sort of weird Doom reference where, like, the Doom guy was a, <laughs> was a mailman before he got recruited? So it's that not would, an RPG. That, that's some serious Doom lore. current gen. It is not a shooter. Yeah. So I have no idea, guys. I'm going to go with, is it Doom? Even though you already answered that. It is not Doom. So what is it? Steve? Okay, Steve, what is it? It's the messenger. It's the messenger. Oh, my God. That makes so much more sense now. <laughs> well, yeah. So never, you know, always think metaphorically is the, is the theme here. Um, yeah. All right, Steve. All keep right. it going. What's your next one? Three ex-cops skilled in various forms of martial arts take to the streets putting the law in their hands. Three ex-cops. Oh, I think I know Three. So, again, there's always one part of this that trips me up. Yeah. Three ex-cops skilled in martial arts. Oh, yeah. Various forms of martial arts. That's key. <laughs> Various forms of martial arts. And they arts. take to the streets, putting the law in their hands. Wow. I don't know anything about video games, guys. I don't know this <laughs> about me. Listen, if you ask me about, like, individual anime breasts, I'm sure I could answer any question. But this is... Name that not... breast. <laughs> okay. That's, that's a segment that we do on the A-plus anime shows, Name That Breast. Um, <laughs> a very visual medium on an audio podcast, which is weird. Is this a current-gen game? It is not. It is not. Is, and I assume yours is also not an arcade cabinet, because I was going to be like, is it Turtles in Time? I, I can't say for certain if it was never in the arcade. I know... How I played it, it was a console. Okay, so a console game. So the way you did play it, which means that that would be an older game. So, hmm. And it has to be a yes or no question. I just me- mentioned Time Crisis. Is this a Time Crisis game? No. It's not Time Crisis, no. <laughs> I think I know the game that you're talking about. And if I am correct, there was an arcade cabinet for this. I have nothing. I'm going to ask one more question. Was it playable on the PS2? Not no, not the uh, not the one I'm thinking of. I can't ask any more questions. I asked three questions. We'll give you a hint. I'll give you another because the, there are clues in the in, in the, the phrase for sure. Three three ex cops skilled in various forms of martial arts take to the streets, putting the law in their hands. I'll throw you a bone here. Streets is a, take to the streets is an important part of this game. Is it is it step up to take it to the streets? <laughs> is it the tie in video game? That was, imagine if that was a tie if they had a tie in video game for that man i'd play it that's a that's a missed opportunity if i ever saw one that's my final guess is channing tatum's take it uh wait step up to take it to the streets <laughs> extreme beach volleyball vengeance <laughs> <laughs> what a what a movie i figured this was good because they just announced another sequel to it it was streets of rage oh my of course <laughs> of course take it, it was take it to, to the, the streets, streets you know oh wow Guys, I am not a smart man. <laughs> not true, because I think I think you'll get this next one. Okay, it's just here's the clue: Pokemon one. That's the it. Game That's all you yeah. have. involves a man named Ash. No, okay. Um, <laughs> Damn it! 
Are you a boy or a girl? Said I a would professor. know that instantly <laughs> if you said that. Okay, here's my descriptor. To hell and back again. You've been this guy since 1993. Doom. That is Doom. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. She is, yeah. I was like, see, I knew that from the the web map of Manny. I was like, yeah. Manny, what game would Manny choose? <laughs> Doom was my first option. There you go. So I'm glad that I got that. I, that's why I'm stunned you didn't get the messenger because he's been talking about the messenger for about two minutes. <laughs> I, I know. <laughs> I recently stop. watched the messenger interview that he did, and that's how I asked him about the microphones from earlier. So I that's feel right. like yeah, I yeah. should have definitely known that. <laughs> so funny. Um, all, all right, right Steve, your final one. The final one. It's it's a good one. I think you'll I think you'll get this. A musician decides to save some kidnapped kids from criminals using the powers of dance. <laughs> I know this one. Wait, <laughs> repeat that. Are you sure that this isn't Channing Tatum step, uh, step up to take it to the streets? <laughs> it might be volleyball. I, I promise you, it's not that. <laughs> a musician decides to save some kidnapped kids from criminals using the powers of dance. Oh wait, wait, wait. Is this Michael Jackson's yes. uh, moon? Uh, what is it? No, no, Moonwalker. No, Moonwalker. No, yeah, you there got you go. it. Yeah. yeah. That is it. <laughs> All right, you've redeemed yourself for that one. You went. Yeah. You went way back for that one. That's a great game. Hell yeah! Well, you again. You round up at three out of five, so you won. You know, congrats. I'm so glad that I got Michael Jackson's Moonwalker. Yeah. When you, Such when a you, classic game that needs to get remastered. I don't know. Uh, I don't know I don't what know. people are holding out on here. I don't know if it needs to get remastered. <laughs> I saw I that game should. recently, actually. That's that's why it was so fresh in my brain. Nice. Uh, so that was guess that game, Ian. Thanks for playing. You won, so congratulations. Nice. So that that I always get worried about games like this because again, I'm I get so much anxiety of like, oh no, I don't know anything about games. I'm not a real gamer girl. Yeah. And then like. <laughs> that was actually fun, like the thinking about it and like the the clues that you placed inside of the thing. That was definitely a, a ten out of ten game. Oh yeah, we we've, we've stumped each other numerous times because there's like a little game within the game where you're you're trying to do things to stump the other people. Because then when they don't get it, you kind of feel like, <laughs> oh yeah, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. There's a, there's a lot of competition within the uh, Ombra boys and girls. So let's keep the show going. Uh, it's time for the topic of the pod, which, as I stated at the top of the show is online game services. Um, so again, Nintendo recently announcing their online service just launched uh, as of the, the recording that we're doing right now, just launched two days ago. So as, yeah, as context, Ian, do you have a Switch? I do have a Switch, yeah. Awesome. So Switch owners have been able to play online since, the, you know, since they got their Switch for free. And we've always sort of known that this day was coming where they would officially sort of switch over to their paid you know, structure as of Tuesday when it launched, uh, folks do get a free week, but yeah, there has been some talk about whether or not, you know, Nintendo has really structured their online service. Well, so I guess, let me start with like a baseline. Have you guys signed up for the online service quite yet? Not yet. Okay. Me either. Okay. So I just signed up for it yesterday. So let me just describe the, um, the tiers, the different plans that you can get. So with the uh, Switch Online membership, you can get one month for three ninety nine, three months for seven ninety nine, or twelve months for twenty dollars for nineteen ninety nine. Um, there's also like a family plan where I think it's like thirty five bucks or something, and you can split that amongst like three switches or something. So there's kind of these different angles you can take depending on what you want. However, there's a handful of limitations. Before we kind of dig into Nintendo and, and what those limitations might be and what the implications are, let's start with Ian. Ian, what online services have you signed up for? And, and like, what are the things that you enjoy about them? Like, what, what makes it worth the monthly payment? 
for you? So in the past, I always used to do like Xbox Live back when I was an Xbox Live kid. And uh, now I'm doing the PlayStation Plus. Mm. Uh, but I feel like in terms of like value out of it, I feel like the only value I really get is just the ability to play online with my friends. Um, yep. The PlayStation Plus games are always a plus, no pun intended. Um, but I feel like that's always a thing where I'm not thinking about it. I always wait for like my friends to say, hey, you should play this game. Or, hey, like this game is free this week. Uh, like it happened with Destiny recently yeah. where I, um, I had Destiny 2, but I left my physical copy back in Tokyo. And then oh, okay. I was pissed with the new expansion coming out. But then a friend texted me. He's like, oh, no, it's free right now. And then we yeah. were able to play together because of that. Um, so in that way, that it's pretty cool. It's pretty convenient. Um, but I don't really... I don't know. Other than the multiplayer stuff, I really don't think that much about online services. Yeah. And I feel like that's almost a product of like, it, it, it should be a given, you know what I mean? Like it should just be something that we have access to. And like with on, you know, playing online with your friends with online multiplayer should come like, I don't know, online voice chat, for example, touch on that again uh, in a little bit. But Steve, what about you? Like, what are the things that you look for in a strong online service offering? Well, like Ian, I also am a PS Plus boy. I do enjoy the uh, the free games, but it's kind of the same thing. Like, there are some months where it's like, eh, I really don't care about any of those releases. Like, But then there are other strong months where this month you get Destiny 2 and God of War, and then they had, you know, Heavy Rain a couple months ago. The first time I played the first Tomb Raider in this reboot was because it was free on PS3, PS Plus. So... I have gotten a lot of value. I got Bioshock and Bioshock Infinite, which are, you know, collecting dust in the backlog. But I did get those for free through PS Plus. So, like, I think that does pose a strong value in my opinion. And it is it is something that I look for now. But now it's it's become commonplace. Like, once PS Plus started it, Xbox followed suit really not too long after the fact. So, both of the main systems are doing it. Then you got Twitch. If you have, you know, Twitch Prime, you get a bunch of free games every month as well. You can sign up for Humble Bundle. Um, so there's so many services now pulling that, so I expected the Switch to kind of do the same thing. Um, I'm, it's cool that they're doing it with the NES library, but it's weird that like you just can't play offline, so we'll talk about that as we go forward. I do also like about the PS Plus is the discounts you get. Like they're, They always run these sales, and you end up getting a bunch of things for really minuscule costs. And it works, too, for, like, the live events. So it's kind of just, like, a nice little gesture that they throw out to people. It's like, we know you're paying for this yearly service. And it's funny because, like, I think, at least for me, and we can sort of shift into the Nintendo stuff, but I think, at least for me, it's not, it's almost, like, not what online services offer. It's the lack of limitations or the lack of, like, cherry-picking your perks, so to speak, which, unfortunately, the online Switch service is, like, riddled with. So... It's amazing. Yeah. But then, and then you're just like, oh, they're adorable. Look at them try. <laughs> I think as gamers, I, I was thinking about this earlier today. Like, we're never going to be fucking happy. You know what I mean? Like, we, <laughs> we are the most, like, fickle, miserable group of fucking people. But that's a product of, like, giving a shit about a thing. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. if we care mm -hmm. about something, we're going to be angry when it doesn't serve our needs or when it doesn't serve us as consumers. Uh, but I personally feel that video games themselves, like physical video games that we get on like playstation or for xbox or what have you i think those should cost more uh because i think it'll prevent a lot of the bullshit that we see with like for example some games offering seven different versions of the same game at various costs but in terms of like online services it's frustrating that we're seeing specifically with nintendo it's frustrating that we're seeing so many limitations so for example one of the biggest limitations is you can't pre-order those 
fancy little NES controllers unless you're signed up for an online subscription. I mean, on top of that, speaking of limitations, they also took away online from people and games that already were using it, right? Right. So, like, I remember seeing a post from, who was it? Oh, it was my wife's younger cousin who is, like, a middle schooler and doesn't pay for online, but we got her a Switch. And she's like, oh, I can't play online Splatoon with my friends anymore. Right. And I texted her. I said, why? Like, you have the system. And she's like, oh, well, you know, next week it becomes paid and I don't have a job. I'm, in, I'm 10 years old, right? Like, I can't pay for any more of this. Yeah. And I was like, wow, what a weird unintended consequence of, like, really cutting off people that were so used to this service, right? Like, that mm-hmm. seems kind of, not unfair, um, but, like, it seems kind of lame. Yeah. You know? And that's a good yeah. example that you bring up because there's actually – you can get unique in-game items in Splatoon 2 if you have the online service. What? But here's the thing, though. It, wouldn't it be better in my eyes, right, is that – so they have the online service, right? And we're talking about Splatoon as our example. Yep. Wouldn't it be cooler if they said, hey, the base game, the base stuff is free. You get a discount if there's future DLC. And also, if you have this, this service, you get this extra in-game item that other people can't get. Right. Wouldn't that be so much better for everyone's – like, I don't yep. know, like mentality towards it. If like, yeah. like, oh my God, wow, I still, nothing changes with this current game that I've been playing for however many months, right? But I can get more things out of my multiplayer experience. That's great. I'll totally do that. As opposed to, oh, big dad Nintendo is taking away my online. What, I didn't do anything bad. You know what yeah. I mean? It's very much like somebody selling you something and then calling you later and be like, hey, uh, we actually need a little bit more money for that product we just sold right. you. So could you just send us another check? Which yeah. doesn't work in any other business. It really right. doesn't. No. It's amazing. And it's and so to go back to my earlier point, you can get specific in-game rewards in Splatoon 2, but you have to but, – but those perks and rewards are specific to – they're exclusive to 12-month subscribers. So you have to subscribe wait, for the wait, whole year. Wait. Yeah. That is bonkers. So not only is, is it isolating people worst. who are paying for the online system, but it's segregating people within the online system. It's like the loot box stuff. Like everyone says, don't put gameplay requirements p- behind a paywall because right. that is literally the first thing that people see as like a, a money grab, right? Yeah. The yeah, Switch yeah. is like probably the fastest selling console of like almost any generation besides the PS4 recently, right? Like they they don't need the fucking money right like yeah. they're so successful right now and they have some of the best games of this generations and they're selling like hotcakes why do yeah. they need to put this crazy wall between the companies and the consumers right right i right. think they definitely see it as like oh well we're only charging 20 bucks for the year like you can afford that but like you said there are a lot of people who are like 10 years old who own a switch yeah. and guess what they can't afford $20 a year because they don't have jobs and maybe their parents aren't willing to shell that money out for it because right. they, I mean, who knows? They, they might just see it as like a connection to the internet and then they might be paranoid about who they might right. end up meeting on the internet. So they're not going to pay for it. And that's exactly, that's exactly the audience that Nintendo historically serves. It's like family friendly. You know, you don't have to worry about getting harassing messages online from people on, on, you know, PlayStation for Xbox live or, or online or anything. And so, yeah, they, they have this target audience of kids and their parents oftentimes playing together, and now they're putting up a whole lot of walls within that ecosystem, which is which is pretty shitty. Yeah. Does this mean I have to get this so I can play Overcooked 2 with my friends? Yeah. <laughs> it literally means I mean, I, I was going to get it anyways. I just haven't got it because I haven't just picked up yeah. my Switch in a few days. So yeah. Like, but, like, I'm going to get it, but it's still, like... Yeah. Come on. I would love to see, like, the internal logistics behind this. For sure. Is it, like, literally a thing where, like, we 
we can i mean you didn't need to do this for the ds at all right right like right. is it some like like i don't know like 20 something at nintendo like you could totally ask for more money and <laughs> right. then like a japanese businessman <laughs> bowing and be like yes we can ask for more money let's ask for more money right because <laughs> it seems completely like asinine the way it's going yeah. about everything about the switch is so sleek and like well done and then this is yeah. just like some 10 year old was like fuck it right <laughs> and for a Trying company that mark. like traditionally lives in its own lane like Nintendo doesn't follow a lot of the same rules that I don't want to say rules. It doesn't follow a lot of the same like patterns or like, um, like logic. Temp- yeah, logic or templates that these other you know that Sony or Microsoft or any of the you know like they they're kind of like the crazy uncle of the gaming console ecosystem, right? And the thing is, like one of the most glaring things about this is that it doesn't support any kind of voice chat. You have to download a yeah. third party <sighs> phone app to chat with your friends also known as you know like using a telephone <laughs> to speak to your yeah. friends so there's like again this goes back to like like if we go back to ian's example of like what makes an online offering good it's it's not necessarily all the things that it offers it's all the things that it doesn't put in your way right mm-hmm. like we should be able to play video games with friends and speak to them at the same time within one console within one hardware I think we've taken that for granted because, like, we've had that since, like, the advent of online gaming. Exactly. Like, you had it with PC. You started to get it with PS2 once they started online. Like, thank you, SOCOM. Great headset. Started Great off. headset. Didn't the original Xbox have this shit? Like, <laughs> yeah. Am I going well, crazy right once now? Once they went online, yeah, they had it too. So, like, we've had voice chat forever. And now, right. like, when we see an online service that has the audacity to not give us voice chat, we're like, wait a minute. Literally every system has had this. Right. The most basic online, like PS2 Online, when you had to buy that adapter, that huge chunk of thing that you had yep. to stick in the back. Yeah, the brick, And run dude. an Ethernet cable 100 feet through your house. <laughs> yeah. And then um, one of the biggest, like one of the most egregious walls in this whole system is they give us this blessing. They give us this great feature, which is cloud saves, right? They say... You can you can upload your saves to the cloud, and then if your Switch gets run over by a car, you can download it on your next Switch. Easy. Done. Perfect. You can even... Unless... You can even... <laughs> right. You can even... If you have two different Switches, you can uh, log into your account on another Switch, download your save data, download the game, and you're good to go. Fantastic. Unless, for whatever reason, of which there are thousands, your online subscription lapses at any point, all your cloud saves are gone. Like, that is so fucked <laughs> like that's such that's such a bullshit move um it really is and it again really for, for like for a, a, an ecosystem like nintendo has always been fun loving and about the players and about getting people together i mean you look at their whole marketing campaign behind the wii it was like ex- executives from nintendo going to your house being like we would like to play and it's fucking yeah like let's play like let's you know and this just goes against all of that i don't know i feel like it's like this i don't know i feel like they've got like some they have your shit under lock and key and they have a gun to it yeah and they're like give me twenty dollars a year or bye bye to mario and never like, fucking stop giving me twenty dollars even for a yeah. second like they are definitely the mafia and you're like the little pizza shop on the corner yeah like it's insane yeah it's super predatory um and, and not to mention like they did this whole nintendo direct outlining all of these features none of that shit was mentioned like at the very least at the very least be be over the plate about it you know what i mean be like look these are the limitations for online service this is this is what happens when your online subscription lapses etc etc it's not a good look but at least you're being like upfront. you know what i mean 
so like last time we recorded, you know, the last episode we recorded was like an hour after that direct. And I was all jazzed up about the online service. And then just yesterday, my brother-in-law texted me and he's like, oh man, I couldn't understand you uh, talking about Nintendo because you had, because of the sound of their balls in your mouth. And I was like, this was before <laughs> all of the shit came out. I didn't know at the time, like they just announced it like within an hour. Um, hear, hear me out. What if instead of an online service, they did this? So in Pokemon, to reference another Nintendo property, they did a service that was $5 a year, and it was the Pokemon Bank. So any Pokemon from any version, you could put into the Pokemon Bank and then transfer them to later versions if you didn't have the right cables to transfer it or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, so you paid money for that. But then all the other online stuff from Pokemon was completely free. You didn't need to pay money to get the DLC or whatever. Sure. Right? So would would there be a better reception if Nintendo was like, hey, all this, the NES games, all that stuff, free. You don't need to pay any money for the Splatoon stuff. It's free. But if you want to have cloud saves, you pay us some fraction of whatever the amount was per year, and you can always have this cloud available. Would yeah. that be a better taste in our mouths? Like, you know, like what, how could we make this online service better is what I'm saying, given the stuff that we yeah. have now. I mean, I think online, I think cloud saves is hands down the strongest piece of the online offering right like if they're not going to give us voice chat if they're not going to give us any kind of enhancement in the stability because frankly every time i play mario tennis it lags out like crazy and it becomes a game-breaking yeah. experience my, yeah my my switch is the, like the the least stable of my for sure devices connecting to the internet so short of any of that like i do think cloud saves is the best thing they have going for themselves in this offering yeah so yeah charge us five dollars even charge us ten dollars a year for a cloud save and if i can just keep that i'll auto pay that shit like it won't even matter you know what i mean and don't have like some shitty practices like having all my cloud saves disappear if it lapses like just don't go out of your way to be predatory so i totally think that would be yeah i think that'd be entirely worth it take everything off just call it cloud saves just give us cloud saves don't call it an online offering because we've been playing online for the last year and change you know what i mean so like yeah. Don't give us and something. Give us a little cloud avatar that's super cute. Yeah. And whenever you have the cloud save active, he just sits there on the top of your switch. Exactly. Like, don't don't give us something, take it away, and then force us to pay for it. As someone who, for context, I guess, for you were saying logical. Uh, for context, for someone who lived in Japan and worked in Japan and has, like, worked with big companies in Japan. Yeah. Logical is something that you will never ever experience in a company in japan and if it's if it's an older company the likelihood that you are going to find a logical situation is out the window damn so that is not only in nintendo so for example this is like a small thing so in japan there's something called a window job and it's like i don't remember the exact translation in japanese but if a person at a company is getting too old right but they don't want to fire this person or, ha- or force them to retire. Yeah. They give this person a window job, meaning that they give them a job that is not vital to the success of the company and just essentially just like BS work and they pay them the same amount. So again, you would think, right, that that's like something that you totally want to yeah. do, right? But wouldn't it be easier to, to just have that person get, I mean, as, as shitty as it sounds, laid off or give them to a new, another department or find sure. them a new job or something? Sure. You know, but it's like a... There's a word in Japanese called keigo, which is like, it's your saving face. You want to make sure that you treat people yeah. well and have a good reputation, I guess. So like what's logical for us as like American consumers is not, I think, always as logical yeah. for Japan. Because I think that when you are steeped in tradition and when you have these companies, Nintendo is like older than dirt. Right, right. right? They used to sell playing Hanafuda playing cards, cards yeah. like however many years ago. Yeah. So like, I guess that's kind of where I'm at half the time. I, I, when I get really, really frustrated, I'm like, oh, this company is run by like 80 year old Japanese right. dudes. Like, 
But at the same time, like they, they have such a market share with the switch. Like I feel like, you know, the Wii came out, it was a huge success. Then they came out with the Wii U and it was the opposite of that. And then they were like really on the ropes with this. And so when they finally came out with the switch, I mean, they, again, one of the fastest selling consoles in the last like five years. Um, and so, you know, I really hope it's not just them being like, fuck, dude, like we can get away with this. So we're going to fucking do it because that's a slippery slope. And I think it's as a precedent that, that could shoot him in the foot, similar to sort of where PlayStation is now. You look at PlayStation king of the last generation of, of the current generation. But now with backwards compatibility and all the things that Xbox is offering, you know, the, the king might not sit in his throne for much longer. I think let me just find they keep churning out great <laughs> Spider-Man <exclusive> games. games. <laughs> yeah. yeah, Steve's over here 300%ing Spider-Man again. But uh, Yeah, I think they're going to be just fine. Yeah, no, I mean, they probably are. But, like, I think it is shifting, at, at the very least, like, the, the consumer perception of whose team are you on? You know what I mean? Like, Nintendo, are you are you for us or are you for your bottom line? I mean, obviously, they're for their bottom line. But they're in a league of their own because right. they are the name when you think about games. Like, if you ask... Our parents' generation, you know, the generations even behind us, like, yeah. they're still going to talk about Nintendo. I mean, there's so. a reason that our parents called every console the Nintendo, right? Yeah, exactly, because that's all they know. Yeah. I think the DS is, I think the DS is, like, the most sellingest console of any generation, right? Like, their name permeates, I think it's, like, a however many, I think it's, like, 100 million or something crazy that's like wild. that um, that the DS sold. Um, but to reference, like, if, if it is for the bottom line or not, that, that I don't even know if that's true because I remember reading some sort of, um, like, analysis of Nintendo's funds or whatever um, way back when. I think it was right around the time when, right after the Wii U came out, and everyone's like, oh, man, Nintendo's going to fail soon. Mm. And, like, some economic analyst at some, again, I'm not referencing the article directly. I read it years ago. Mm-hmm. Said that, like, Nintendo could make a failure air quotes the same level of the wii u 10 times over and still be in the green that's how much money that they have just from the base of their ip from like from past the past generations and stuff like that to the point where i think every single console that they produced they took a loss on that's and they made that money back obviously that's crazy i mean so yeah i mean then then even that like makes you wonder what are you doing to us and why (laughs) Let's just look at the NES and the SNES classics. Like, that was such an obvious moneymaker. Money and they're yeah. like, let's just limit it. Like, <laughs> right, right. What the fuck were you doing? Like, now you can yeah. get them. They're on shelves everywhere. But, yeah, it's like two years after the fact. Like, at right. launch, they're just like, eh, we'll give them, yeah. like, a couple. They're like, let's put 20 on the shelves. <laughs> yeah, it was insane. Like, every, if, if you paid, like, 200 bucks online or more for one, you're insane. Yeah. Like, just, you could have just waited. Yeah. You also could have bought like an actual NES or an SNES for less. Yeah, for you real. Know? So yeah, I don't know. It's going to be interesting. I, I don't anticipate that anything will change even with Backlash because Nintendo is in their ivory tower yeah. somewhere in Japan. I'm really but, curious um, to see how they respond to it because yeah. like if this was like Sony, say if Sony or Microsoft did this. The world would melt. Yeah. <laughs> but like again, Nintendo, it's like, oh, they're adorable. They just the don't know how to do internet. Uncle, yeah. So I hope maybe things change. Like I, like I said, I do like the NES classics kind of offering. Those games didn't age. I was playing them yesterday, dude. Those games did not age well. I turned it on. I was like, cool. And then I was like, double dragon was like neat for like a little, like I got to sit down with my girlfriend and I used to be like, this is how video games used to be. And then like, I, then I played the messenger, you know? So, Uh, and honestly, like even that kind of loses some of its appeal to me because I can put any one of those games on the SNES class. if I want to. Like I can put whatever game I want on that. Yeah. So we'll see. It'll be interesting to see how things um, sort of shake out. Uh, I would love to see in like a year from now, the numbers and the different tiers and how many people are actually subscribing to each. But 
in any case, I guess I should make some fucking room on my phone so I can download this app. Do they allow you to make like a name or are we still stuck with these ridiculous friend codes? I think it's just is friend that a thing? codes. <sighs> still oh friend God. codes. Dude. Yeah. Jesus Christ. Jesus Friend Christ. codes, which is social security number plus the street you were born on and your blood type. There was a point where I didn't know my social security number, but I knew my Nintendo friend code <laughs> off the top of the dome. <laughs> That's how you know you're a real gamer girl. <laughs> exactly. Well, Ian, I know you got to run because you're recording OK Beast tonight. But, dude, thank you for joining us. This was a lively conversation. It definitely was. Please, I want to come back. Invite me on. We got to have you guys on the OK Beast show. Or if you guys are into talking about anime on the A-plus anime show, we got to have you on some. Definitely. We have uh, two of our Ombra team, uh, Kate and Christine, are pretty big into anime. So we'll have to uh, link you up with them because they can talk anime for days. Um, Please do. I would like to have all y'all on all the shows that we have. For sure. So let's make it happen. Well, dude... All that, all that to say, thank you so much for being here. This was a blast. I'm so, I, I feel like PAX is such like a unique, I don't know if it's unique, but it's such a special thing to me because it's like I have left both PAX East and now PAX West with like fucking like legitimate new friends. And that's awesome. Um, like aside from the collaboration and content creation shit, like just people who like video games and like, like to have a good time. And uh, we appreciate the fact that you're here, man. This was a lot of fun. I appreciate y'all. This is an absolute blast. So again, before you head out, where can people find you? Where can people check out all your rad shit? People can find me at Ian Why Not on Twitter. You can listen to A Plus Anime on podcast services everywhere. That is A, the, I think you can do it either or, A, the plus sign, or A, P-L-U-S, cool. uh, anime podcast. Um, you can listen to the OK Beast podcast. Uh, and then you also follow at OK Beast Now on Twitter. Sweet. I think that's it. <laughs> so many things to remember at once. Um, but yeah. So Steve and I are going to keep it going with patch notes and the news. But dude, thank you so much for being here. We'll talk to you soon. Thank you guys so much. I'm excited to talk again. So we're going to keep the show going. Ian is awesome. Go check out OK Beast. Go check out A Plus Anime. Go check out all the awesome content that they are producing on a weekly basis because it's worth it. They're great. So let's keep it going with the part of the show where we update you on the gaming news that broke since last we spoke. Ladies and gentlemen, I already said it, but this is Patch Notes. So for Patch Notes 09.20.18, Steve, why don't you go first? What do you have for news days? All right. Well, since we were just all up in Nintendo's business and we kind of mentioned some classic stuff. Sony decided to hop on that bandwagon, and this is coming from blog.usplaystation.com, so basically their official blog, updated by Eric Lempel, who is the senior vice president, and they are introducing PlayStation Classic with 20 preloaded games, so I'm going to read a little bit of it here. Almost 25 years ago, the original PlayStation was introduced to the world, developed by Sony Computer Entertainment. It was the first home console in video game history to ship 100 million units worldwide, offering consumers a chance to play games with real-time 3D rendered graphics in their homes. Today, we are excited to announce that we are bringing back the original PlayStation experience in a new miniaturized version. PlayStation Classic! Hey! The console will come preloaded with 20 classic titles, including fan favorites such as Final Fantasy VII, Jumping Flash, Ridge Racer Type 4, Tekken 3, and Wild Arms. It's going for 100 bucks. It goes uh, on sale December 3rd this year, which is like 25 years to the day of when it released, which is kind of cool. I, I do like that. The The preloaded games, I, I don't like how they're teasing like those five. Like that's... Not the strongest. That's not enough to yeah. get me to like pre-order it, and that's what you're going to have to do to get it, because that thing's going to sell out just like the NES and the SNES Classics did. So 
Right. You got to see games like Metal Gear Solid, even though I still own my PS1 version of Metal Gear Solid and can play it whenever I want on the PS3. If you're if you're not going to put a game like MGS on the this PlayStation Classic, can you even call it a classic? Right. I don't think you can. So I kind of want to talk about what games we'd hope to see on it. So oh, yeah. obviously Metal Gear Solid is a, is a given for you and I, yep. I feel like. And I feel like that's just a given for PlayStation fans in general. For sure. So I think we should go two games we'd like to see on it. So the first one I want to see is Twisted Metal 2. That's a good one. Twisted Metal was awesome, but the second one was even better. It added like more elements that built upon the first one, and it added cool characters like Axel. Like Axel was a cool fucking yep. character. He was actually one of my favorites as a kid just because, like, I was very intrigued by this dude who just stuck his arms in wheels and just <laughs> right, rolled right. around. And obviously, Sweet Tooth, like, he's he's just a legendary PlayStation character. Um, I've said before, Twisted Metal Black was one of my favorite PS2 games, so I love that franchise. And I thought the second one was really a staple in PlayStation's history. And then for the other one, <laughs> and this is crazy because, like, we're going to get Resident Evil 2 remastered in January, but, like... You gotta put Resident Evil 2 on this thing. Yeah. It was the best of the Resident Evil games for that generation. Like, Nemesis was kind of cool. The first one was obviously fun for the fact that that was the OG, but that second one, nothing can beat Leon and Claire. So, I need to see those two on it if, like, I'm really going to be interested in getting this. And I also kind of want to see what the specs are like. Because if people that are much smarter than I am figure out what the specs are, they'll then be able to post things on, like, Reddit and tell me if I can hack this right. and add more games. Right, right, exactly. <laughs> so if, if I can do that, game on. As Matt would say, sky's the limit. For me, I would say one of them, I feel like I need, like, an old school uh, racing game. So Need for the original Need for Speed came out in 1994. It came out on PC. It was also on the 3DO, the Saturn, and the PlayStation 1. So that was the first racing game that I ever played. I feel like that would have to be on there. I had countless hours with my older brother on that. Um, and then I know this one would never make it on there, but there's this game called Jade Cocoon. Jesus Christ. That I loved <laughs> as a kid. So basically it was like a predecessor to Pokemon. It was like you were a kid with a magic flute and your town was being taken over or something. So you had to like go into the forests and you would like encounter these beasts just like in Pokemon and you would capture them using your flute, I think. But the cool th- like the mechanics were almost identical to Pokemon. Um it was turn-based battle, your creatures had different powers, but the coolest thing about it was that you could breed your char- your creatures together and make like new you could essentially evolve your creatures but like mash them together and have like this more intense creature and you could continue doing that um so it was just basically like the end of inside <laughs> exactly <laughs> exactly just a this. blob um and it was really cool i mean like the graphics were stunning for the time i used to have the um what was the brand of the guide they were called like the something oh guide. my god this is gonna bug me so much oh, fuck it was called like um prima prima yeah yes. the prima guides i had the prima guide for uh jade coon and i would like even after so my brother had the playstation um but he lived in connecticut and so like even after like i was done hanging out with him i would just read the prima guide for this game so i know it would never be on there because it's like a pretty big game frankly although like comparatively it was probably very small compared to what we have now but um, I would love to have that game on there, but otherwise, like a Crash Bandicoot or something would be rad. Um, I, I feel like they—it's weird because I feel like they kind of have to put Crash on and they kind of have to put Spyro on, but yeah, we already have like the Crash right. and Spyro trilogy. Right. So like, it is like this up. weird. 
I don't know if they're going to do it. Yeah. Um, one of my pipe dreams is Tony Hawk Pro Skater 1, but like I feel like cool. it's going to be really tough to get the licensing for that just because of all the music in it. Like, yeah. There's so much yeah. music in that game. Well, I wonder if they still have the licenses for all that music. I, I don't know how any of that shit works, but... Um, I don't either. Like... Because it was an Insomniac game, so I right. feel like they might because they have a really good relationship with Insomniac, so they might be able to work something yep. out in terms of the license for the game. But I, I, they might have to change the soundtrack, which would suck yeah. because that was one of the best parts. That of the soundtrack game. was so. good. I will say like, though, so the one notable thing, not the one notable thing, but one of the things that I noticed about the PlayStation Classic, so it's a hundred bucks, which is like whatever forty, thirty five, forty bucks more than the SNES and NES classics. But you yeah, get, NES was sixty, SNES was eighty. Yeah. So there, it's just twenty bucks. More. Yeah, <laughs> keep going. But up. you do get two controllers, which is different than the SNES, uh, different than the NES. Yeah, SNES. but they're not the dual. They're not the analog. Exactly. Like, what do you do? So you do have to wonder, like, how a game like Metal Gear Metal Gear Solid is going to run without analog. Yeah, because I know you you can play Metal Gear without the analog sticks, but it's Probably just so much sucks. better with the yeah. analog sticks. Um, I'm wondering too, like. Are they going to let us just plug in old controllers? Well, so like... the, the, it's USB ported on the. Um... Oh well, what if they let us like just plug in like a PS3 controller? I mean, like, we can even plug in our. That... We can plug in our Dual Shocks. You just use the USB cable. I wonder if it'll work. Uh, yeah, like, no, I, I have the same feel, question. I have no yeah, idea. That's, that's one of those things. Like, because if that works, then that's awesome. I'm because... sure there's some kind of adapter that either already exists and they don't know that the firmware is the same or they're going to come out with a branded one to get more money out of us because they know what we want. Uh, but either way, I'm stoked. I've already asked for it for my girlfriend for Christmas, so hopefully I get it. But yeah, it's pretty cool. Yeah, that was one of my favorite consoles. Like, for sure. That was when I really started really like diving into games and like getting into some really cool experiences. So like uh, the PlayStation 1 has a really special place in my my gaming history. I'm going to get it just because it's weird because like I already have, I have Resident Evil 2. I have yeah. Metal Gear Solid 1. Like right. I have these games yeah. already, but yeah. I want to play them again on a new medium just because I can. It's right? also adorable as fuck. It's 45% smaller. It looks like a little fucking purse in your hand. It's great. I love it. Yeah, if anything, like I just wonder for like the collector's value of it. Just like yeah. Yeah, that's my little classic because it adds to my collection of classics. And you know what's going to happen though? Nintendo is for sure gonna fire back in like the next couple of months with the n64 classic oh yeah i guarantee that comes out because they already trademark stuff they're gonna start like we're just gonna get like we're eventually gonna have the xbox 360 classic (laughs) yeah it's just like a little bit smaller (laughs) honestly though a ps2 classic would be fucking amazing there were so many good games i I would die happy if we could just have an n64 classic and a gamecube classic because you wouldn't even have to change the discs you could just sell the same disc because they're tiny for the GameCube. So you pop that into a tiny little Xbox, a tiny little GameCube. Perfect. Why don't you just go buy another GameCube? I'm sure you can get one for like 16 bucks. Dude, they're expensive. <laughs> they're like 60, 70 bucks. I've, I look That's very insane. regularly. That's um, insane. Well, that was like, yeah, I almost bought a Dreamcast once, but it was like, they were selling for like 50 bucks. And yeah. I was like, there's no way I'm going to get 50 bucks worth of, of right. use out of this. <laughs> and every time I go to like a used game store, I see it. It's like 50 bucks. I'm like, that's not bad. But then it's like the, each controller is like 15. I'm like, come on, you're fucking me here. Um, Dream Cla- Dreamcast Classic would be fucking sweet. I would buy it in a heartbeat. Well, Sega just had to push back their Genesis Classic. Or their, their Mega Drive Classic, excuse right, me, right. which is the same fucking thing. But... Um, Sweet. So uh, my news piece, a little bit of local news from here in Washington, D.C. This is coming from .esports.com from Nicole Carpenter. Washington, D.C. signs Overwatch League's first female coach. Um, 
so yeah, DC for those who didn't know is get is one of the cities that's um, on the list for new Overwatch League teams. Um, and I'm going to read a little bit from the article here. Uh, the Washington DC Overwatch League has signed two new staff members: former Beta Bellum coach uh, Molly Avala Kim and analyst Mikhail MKL from last night's Les- leftovers. The organization announced today. Avala is the first female Overwatch coach to be signed to be signed in the Overwatch League. Um, she's worked with teams across contenders regions, including Optic Academy and Bella and Meta Bellum. She's a high-level Overwatch player, too, according to Washington, D.C. staff, with a peak rank in the top 100 players in South Korea. The Overwatch League has been criticized by some for its lack of female players. The league included just one woman in the Shanghai, uh, Shanghai Dragons' Kim Si-young in its first season. Um, so, yeah, pretty exciting stuff. I'm personally excited because I live in D.C., so I think it'll be cool to have a team uh, here. And I think... Yeah, that'd be rad. Something to do next time I go visit. Exactly. Um, and I think I read somewhere, I'm going to confirm, um, but I think uh, by like 2020, ESPN wants to have all the Overwatch League teams actually playing out of their cities, um, which would be cool because right now they're they're mostly out of LA and none of them are from the cities that they play for. So yeah, pretty cool stuff. Awesome that Overwatch League DC is getting a female coach um and there was a recent recently there was a new sort of esports space opening up in DC as well. So good stuff coming out of our nation's capital. Yeah, it's cool to see stuff like that where it definitely doesn't feel forced. Like they're just yeah. like doing things because they're like, you know what? Like she's obviously fit for the job. Like yeah, this, top 100 players in Korea. Yeah. That's insane. Yeah, she knows exactly what she's doing. If anything, she probably should have been playing in the league. Right, right, exactly. <laughs> so it's cool because I, I kind of like how Overwatch has done a lot of good for the competitive gaming world. Um, like they've they've handled all of the you know the handful of scandals I guess you could say that came their way. They yep. handle them as well as they possibly could. Yeah. Um, so it really seems like they have uh, like a really good head on their shoulders, so to speak. Like they they for have sure. a, a good vision for what they want to accomplish and how to how they want to grow it and how they want to get more in the mainstream. And it's it's all it's all for the better. Like it it gives a better perception of how gaming is like once yeah. you actually start seeing this on espn that's the best it's like you go to a bar which is like some of those old school people it's like what is this shit like, yeah it's great isn't video it games, dude. <laughs> yeah i when the overwatch league was still playing i was walking down the street uh after grabbing some tacos with a friend and then i saw at you know the yard house in dedham right yeah there was a yard there's a yard house in dc in chinatown and i was like is that the fucking overwatch and i just went in and had a beer and watched overwatch league at a yard house it was fantastic yeah it's awesome like i love seeing that stuff because it, it, it's it's just better for everybody involved like we get the chance to watch the stuff that we enjoy we don't have to find it on like some random stream like the mainstream attention and it's like positive mainstream attention that's what we've like honestly been trying to do for I feel like decades at this point because everybody's always had like that negative perception and now you're starting to see a lot of the positive of it yeah it's awesome like I, I can't wait to see the Overwatch League grow and like that's one of the things is like I've talked about it before like I like Overwatch I'm not great at it so I don't play it that often but I respect the hell out of it like right. that thing has done just so much for competitive esports because like Matt said, it's you know it's it's kind of similar in the sense of like league, but it's not anywhere near as right, intense. As complicated so like intense, so many more yeah. people can get involved with it, and like a more casual gamer can actually watch it and still get enjoyment out of it. And they also the way they broadcast it is very well done. Like For sure. the cameras they use, it's perfect. Definitely. So exciting things. Overwatch is great, and it's going to keep being great. 
That was Patch Notes 09.20.18, where we update you on the gaming news that broke since last we spoke. If you have any thoughts about the news or about Nintendo's online service offering, let us know. You can send us an email, you can tweet at us, you can even give us a call at 347-509-5620. We would love to hear from you. So before we close it out, it is the last episode of the month, which means we're going to give a thank you shout out to all of our patrons who keep the show going. So again, we have an amazing group of patrons and they support us every single month. They're the reasons we are able to do what we do. You know, they help us pay for software. They help us pay for equipment. Um, and thanks to them, we are officially breaking even. We have covered all of our costs in terms of software, equipment, subscriptions. Um, all operating costs as right as of right now is taken care of. And, that, and like we are so fucking grateful for that. So thank you, thank you, thank you to the following people. Alex Mill, David Campos, Ernesto Martinez, Greg Kearney, Javier Casillas, Liz Rodriguez, who is one of our new discord friends and patrons uh matthew antoine uh remy archibald sandra tambo the hashtagonist and of course the one and only phase holding it down in norway so again thank you guys so much you're the reason we are able to do what we do and we appreciate it so damn much we have a lot of exciting things coming up in the very near future we have some exciting things happening and a lot of it is in part to the support that we get from patrons so again thank you so much we love you to death and i would take a bullet for you i would take one bullet for each of you i'm just kidding well i wouldn't I, that that that's, sounds painful it depends like you know i where I, you I, shoot I, me you're great but like i don't want to get shot that's true let's be real so with that ladies and gentlemen huge thank you to ian from the okay beast crew huge shout out to them go check them out their content is amazing they have a lot of fun, and we have a lot of fun with them. So uh, support them in everything they do because they're a group of wonderful folks. So, folks, I hope you enjoyed episode 47 as much as we enjoyed making it for you. If you did enjoy it, let us know. If you go to wherever you listen to this podcast, whether it's Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google, PodTown, and all the others that exist in the world, and give I us a rating. Share it with your friends. Let us know how we're doing. Let your friends know that we're awesome. We would definitely appreciate it. And again, if you want to join that support group, <laughs> go to INeedHelp.net. If you want to join that group of supporters on Patreon, you can do that at patreon.com slash Gaming and help us grow. So ladies and gentlemen, with that, wherever you are, wherever you're listening from, we appreciate you and we'll talk to you very soon.